Yo, 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 yo. Guess who's back? It's your boy, King Known Uncensored. Dropping some new shit on y'all. We gonna talk about the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament has been decided. The 2022 play-in tournament has been decided. And we gonna break down each matchup. gonna break it down man and the first matchup which is a very key matchup which is gonna be full of fireworks definitely is going to be Cleveland versus Brooklyn this is the seven and eight seed in the Eastern Conference right now Cleveland had such a surprising start like niggas like me I didn't even have Cleveland making the playoffs. I only had them winning 17 games. But the growth of Darius Garland, um, the acquisition of Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley having a very stellar rookie season, rookie of the year campaign, possibly, maybe. Then, you know, you had an all-star in Jared Allen who unfortunately was injured. And his status is not looking too good for uh, the play-in game.
because they said that you know Allen, a lot of Allen's um, main um, functions is you know him. He's having trouble catching the ball basically in the post. I mean, this shit starts on April the twelfth. But Allen's loss is definitely going to affect the Cleveland Cavaliers. So basically, the starting lineup as it as it is currently is Darius Garland, Karis Levert, Isaac Okoro, Laurie Marketing, and Jared Allen. Meanwhile, off the bench, you got Rajon Rondo, you got Jetty Osman, Lamar Stevens, Moses Brown, and Kevin Love. Now, that's a good 10-man rotation. And I mean, J.B. Bickerstaff has done well with this team. However, here's the issue. You're going against a juggernaut team like Brooklyn. Now, Cleveland, you know, like it or not, they're going to score a lot of points on Brooklyn. Because the Brooklyn Nets do not play any defense. It's just a fact. Like you Cleveland can take advantage and use Mobley a lot in the post. Darius Garland, I mean, no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, but I don't think Kyrie can handle Darius Garland one on one. I don't think he's gonna shut him down. Garland's going to have a good ser- uh, a good game. But however, I do believe that obviously when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you have a chance. Um, we know that Ben Simmons is going to be out for this game. But the Nets winning this game all depends on the other guys. Because Seth Curry is not consistent. Andre Drummond is not consistent. Patty Mills is not consistent. Cam Thomas is consistent. Bruce Brown, he does all the little things. You know, he's consistent at doing the little things. And is Goran Dragic going to make an impact with his playoff experience? And is Nick Claxton ready for that playoff pressure? Are we going to see LaMarcus Aldridge at any point in this game? Because if you can get 10, 15 minutes out of Aldridge in this game, the Nets should have really no problem, even if the Cavaliers are hanging with them on the scoreboard. The Cavaliers do play some defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn lost this game either. And if they do lose this game, that sets up a matchup against the Hawks and the Hornets, two teams that they don't want to see because those two teams own the tiebreaker over the Nets. They have won the season series against the Nets. The Hornets are just a weird team. We'll get to that momentarily. But as far as the matchups go, 
I mean, there's nobody on Cleveland that could check Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. There's no person there. But if Rondo could get you some good minutes, if Kevin Love can consistently shoot the three, then Cleveland has a shot. But I'm going to have to go with Brooklyn in this matchup. I think that Durant and Irving are going to be hella focused. I think the role players are going to step up. And I actually think that Andre Drummond is going to have a good game. Maybe a good 15 and, and 12 game. Because the key to the Nets winning is confusing the Cavaliers. I mean, the Cavaliers don't have, obviously, they don't have playoff experience. They don't. The only people with experience is Lavert, Rondo, and Kevin Love. All the rest of them have not been in this position before. I mean, Jetty Osman, I guess you could say he has. You know, he's he's been on the team. He was on the team when LeBron was there. So he's been places. Which also makes you wonder. Is Colin Sexton coming back? I highly doubt it, though. I highly doubt it that Colin Sexton is ready. I highly doubt it. Let's move on. Yeah, so uh, y'all already know. This uh, this going to be a win or a loss in the loss column. Y'all going to see the record up there for the rest of the... The, the whole entire playoffs. Y'all gonna see my record and my picks and choices. And my first choice is Brooklyn. I got Brooklyn against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which would move the Brooklyn Nets to the seventh seed. And I'm not sure if Brooklyn really wants to win this game. I ain't gonna hold you. They might want to win that second game. I'd rather take the Heat, a team that they're capable of beating, versus the Bucks who are the defending champs and it would be crazy if the Bucks lost the first round to the Nets everybody picking the Nets to win the uh, the title this year I don't believe that they're going to do that this year I don't see it now get to the, the second round maybe the conference finals sure but the, the championship nah and then even if they do I don't see them winning the championship still Maybe next year. But yeah, man, if it if the Nets were to get the seventh seed, they would go against Milwaukee right now. So let's move on. Let's move on to the Charlotte Hornets versus the Atlanta Hawks. Whoo! Now, this game is going to be full of a lot of great plays. As we look at Charlotte, we got LaMelo, we got Rozier, we got Kelly Oubre, we got Miles Bridges and Mason Plumley starting. Now, we just found out that uh, Gordon Hayward was going to be out for the play-in game, so he's not going to play. However, 
it would be up to, you know, you know what I'm saying? It'll be up to, um, what, what's, what you call it? It will be up to uh, Charlotte's bench. You know, Charlotte has had one of the weirdest seasons. Despite their record being uh, above 500, this team has had a roller coaster season. They've been up and down. Honestly, you know, this is going to this is a tough game to call because these teams are evenly matched. I mean, both of them are missing significant players like the Hornets and Gordon Hayward. You got uh the uh Hawks missing John Collins. This would this is going to be a very high-scoring game. It's going to be a lot of fouls, too. I mean, you got Mason Plumley and Montrez Harrell and P.J. Washington. They be fouling the shit out of motherfuckers. The thing is, with Terry Rozier, you know, the last play-in game, he was awful last year. I had a lot of hopes for Charlotte last year. And they haven't necessarily earned my trust for me to pick them. However, Atlanta was dealing with a lot of injuries. And I'm going to always probably go with experience versus teams that lack experience. So my pick would probably have to be the Atlanta Hawks. And I just feel like Atlanta is a, a more well put together team than the Hornets who are still trying to find their identity. You know, the Hornets have a good collection of players. They play together decent, but... Am I going to sit there and say, young Metro going to trust them? No. I mean, I'd rather trust, you know what I'm saying? You know, Ice Trey, I think he going to, I think he going to cook this game. I think DeAndre Hunter is probably going to check their best perimeter player. Probably be, he, Hunter would probably be on uh, Miles Bridges. And then they're starting uh, Danilo Gallinari, Gallo. Then Capella, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if a lot of people are gonna drive to the basket on Capella. Atlanta's bench is pretty decent with Bogdanovich, Lou Will, Delon Wright. I mean, despite this being a high-scoring game. I'm going to take Atlanta in a fourth quarter thriller. Let's move on to the Western Conference. We got to move on to the West. This is crazy as fuck. I'm not going to lie. The motherfucking Timberwolves are playing the motherfucking Clippers. This is going to be an amazing game. I think I could see this game going to overtime. I'm convinced. 
And Anthony Edwards gets to show off in his first, technically his first playoff game. To show whether he has killer instinct or not. For real. Because the first half of the season, he was looking like an all-star. The second half of the season, he's been up and down. He has flashes of it. And then you have to take into account that this team has been together and played together the whole season. Meanwhile, the Clippers have not been so lucky to have all their pieces. The March return of Paul George has lifted this Clippers team, who was actually pretty good without him. And the Clippers showed the Lakers that this is how you last without your best players in the lineup. This is well coached and a respectable group of players. But do not sleep on D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell has always had star potential. It's just that he's very unselfish versus, you know, the lacking of a killer instinct. He's always been a killer. Then you have to take into account that Torian Prince and Malik Beasley's defense is something that's going to be overlooked. They're probably going to be throw, you know, probably Jared Vanderbilt is probably going to be checking Paul George. I don't see them putting Edwards on him. We know Paul George is going to be an issue in this game. And then Pat Bev, you know, Pat Bev might get a few looks at Paul as well. Now, looking at the Clippers, I mean, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Avisa Zubak. I mean, now Zubak is going to have to check Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is having arguably his best season. He's an all-star, three-point contest winner. He worked on his defense a little bit. His aggression is different. He has a new motivation. But if I were to pick, I would pick the Clippers to win this game in overtime. And then not to mention Norman Powell returning to the lineup. Terrence Mann being out there. Like Luke Kennard, Robert Covington. Playing defense on Edwards, possibly. Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, uh, Paul George. I think they have enough guys to neutralize Edwards for sure. Now, stopping Carl Anthony Towns may be the only issue that they have to deal with. And they could send double teams and hope that Edwards and Russell and Pat Bev do not hurt them with open jump shots. Because if the Timberwolves are hitting their shots, the Clippers got no shot. But however, going back to Brooklyn and um, Cleveland, if they lose, if Brooklyn or Cleveland lose, they're not eliminated. They would have to play another game, and they would have to end up playing the Hawks or the Hornets. And it's going to be a tough job for the Nets if they lose. I think Cleveland could definitely beat Atlanta and Charlotte. I'm confident about that. 
Now let's move on to the Pelicans and Spurs, the final game of this breakdown. Now New Orleans just got back Brandon Ingram. This has been a decent team all year, even without the likes of Zion Williamson as McCollum is playing a pseudo point guard position. And Brandon Ingram is playing the two guard, which is different for them. And Jackson Hayes, man, when he came out of Texas, I knew this dude was going to ball out in the league. This dude is balling this year. Jonas, too. Jonas is balling. Devontae Graham off the bench has been balling. Larry Nance is integrating himself in the lineup. And a guy named Jose Alvarado. That dude has been balling. He even has his own signature style of being sneaky. And then Najee Marshall has come in and hit some big shots for the team. And they're going against San Antonio. San Antonio is a collection of young bucks. And uh, DeJounte Murray is set to play tonight. And then another underrated acquisition of the San Antonio Spurs has been Josh Richardson. He has playoff experience. He's a 3 and D player. And a perfect person to coach for Pop. Meanwhile, DeJounte Murray returns to the lineup after suffering from an illness. And he's going to be looking in his last game of the season to get his reps up and some shots up. Devin Vassell, he's been pretty decent this season. Keldon Johnson's always been a consistent player. Jakob Pertl, you know, he's been good this season. A decent post player for them. Lonnie Walker, the fourth off the bench, has been dangerous. Trey Jones, like... Popovich has a nice collection of young talent. But however, I'm not going to pick the Spurs in this game, despite I think DeJounte Murray in this game is going to get a triple-double in this game. But I definitely see the Pelicans going to that second play-in game to fight for eighth to go against the um, Minnesota Timberwolves for the eighth seed. And we will discuss that at a later date but this matchup is going to be interesting but do not be surprised if the pelicans blow out the spurs do not be surprised it's not going to be a close game i think they're going the pelicans are going to win by like 15 16 points i just think that the pelicans are too much of a mat i think the spurs would be overmatched in this game despite pop's great mind and the great collection of young underdog players. I just truly believe that CJ and Brandon Ingram will be too much for the San Antonio Spurs to bear. So, again, my picks are the Nets, the Hawks, the Pelicans, and the Clippers. This is King Known Uncensored. Welcome to the 2022 play-in game, and I'm out.